Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Hello, Facebook family. It is wonderful to be back with you again. I tell you, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad, glad in it. I tell people all the time, I'm so glad I'm saved. I tell you, and I'm not supposed to keep it to myself, but every now and then you need to let the Lord know that you appreciate that you are a child of the King, that you are saved. So I'm glad, I'm glad I know him as my father. And so I'm glad to be back with you again on today. Before we get started with the word of God, I want to pray, but there is a word from the Lord. I tell you, we go to church and we gather with the saints for all types of reasons, and I love it. I'm all for it. But I tell you, don't ever leave. I don't care whether it's by this means or whether it's in church. Don't ever leave a gathering of the saints where you do not get a word from the Lord. Fellowship is great. Choir sounding good is great. Praise and worship is great. Shouting is even better. But here's the thing. It's the word of God that's going to keep you all week long. So I pray that the word blesses you on today. But let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for another day you have blessed us to see. It is of no goodness or anything grand we have done, O oh God, but it's because of your mercy that we have the gift of this new day. So, Father, I pray right now that you would touch the ears of the saints and the hearts of the saints to hear the word of God. And not only hear the word of God, but to be a doer of the word of God as well. So, Father, thank you. I pray that they look past me and all of this setup and everything. But, God, hear the word of God. Hear what you have to say to us today. And when we have finished and said our amens, we shall be better because of the word. And so we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I tell you, I'm excited about the word of God on today. Trust me, I am so excited because the word doesn't have to be all that deep and using big fancy words. It's the small lessons that you gather and glean from the word applied to your life and it changes it forever. Trust me, forever. I tell you, some things can fade and some things can go, but the word that you have in your heart and you apply it, it will stand forever. So I want to talk about something today, and I'm going to give you the title first. You know how I do it, and I take you on this journey with me. But the title for today is, It Matters Where You're Planted. It matters. It, it matters where you're planted. It matters. Now, um, I want to talk about it in the natural first, and then we're going to talk about where you're planted spiritually. But before I get started, understand, it matters where you fellowship. Yeah, it matters where you go to church. It does. It does. It matters who your leader is. It, it matters who you allow to sow into your life on a daily basis. It matters. It matters. Um, it's not something that we just do because everybody else is doing it. We don't go everywhere. Everybody else is going. It matters who's feeding you spiritually. It matters. It matters. It has everything to do with it. It matters. Your growth depends on you being in the right soil at the right time in the right place. So it matters. But let's talk about planting and sowing from the natural. We're going to get to scripture. But I think if we set it up in the natural first, you'll see and understand a little bit more where we're going. So, so it matters where you plant it. Now, there are some things that a farmer, a good farmer, or even a person that just loves gardening, they take into consideration when they're talking about planting. Now, I don't profess to have a green thumb. I just pray that my stuff 
stays alive. I understand it needs the water, it needs the sun, and I understand on days where it's really hot and, and the sun has been out and hasn't rained for a minute, I may have to go out there and water my plants. I, I'm one of those, you know, not ones that know all the various names and all this. Mm -mm. I just want to keep mine in the pots growing because I just like them because they're pretty. So, but there are those that really know about gardening and they consider a whole variety of conditions before they sow. They consider a lot before they put seed in the ground. They consider so many things that the average person is not even taking the place or consideration. So the soil, the soil must be considered when we're planting a seed. The soil must be considered. Now let's, let's remember this and tuck it away because we're going to talk about it a little later. But the problem is not in the seed. The problem usually is never in the seed. The problem is usually always in the soil. It's in the ground. It's in the ground. A farmer works the ground more than he even deals with the seed. Because if the ground is right, then the seed will grow. Usually if there is no growth, it's because something is wrong with the soil. So they treat the soil. There are times they don't overtax the soil to get too many of the nutrients out. So the ground of your heart, it matters. So trust me, it matters where you're planted. So now remember this though, the seed for us as believers is the word of God and the ground is your heart. So with that in mind, let's set the stage for where we want to go and let's turn to Luke chapter eight. Luke chapter eight, um, because remember now the seed is the word of God. And the ground or the soil is your heart. Mm -hmm. And remember, I just told you, it's usually never the seed that's the problem. It's the ground that's the problem. All right. So the seed being the word of God. So Luke chapter eight, starting at verse four. And it says, and when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Verse 6, and some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell in good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 9 says, and when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, to you it was given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. What for others, they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. So in other words, our Lord taught in parables so that the average person, those that are not of the 12, those that may not have the degree in divinity, those that may not know all the scripture. He taught in parables such that the average person could understand. Now, I, I want you to know this too. When you leave church on Sunday and when you leave Bible study, your, your pastor, your minister, the elder, whoever teaching should be teaching that you can understand. I don't need to know the big words. I don't need to know the fancy sayings. I need to leave church with something, a seed, every single time. I think we need to get back to the purpose of going to church. It is not to see my friends that I haven't seen all week. 
It's not to hear the choir sing as much as I love the music in that part. That is not why I go to church. Because even if the choir didn't sing, even if there were no ushers at the door, but if somebody was preaching the word of God, guess what? I have what I need to prosper. I have what I need to live a life victorious. So the word of God takes the stage and precedence over anything that should happen. So he says now, the disciples were saying, asking him what it meant. Verse 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now remember we say, never the, the seed is not the problem. The seed is the word of God. Now he's going to tell you the conditions of the hearts of man in three different forms. He's going to talk about the conditions under which the seeds were attempting to be sown. The problem was never the seed. Good seed. The conditions of the ground of the heart begin to change. So when the condition of the soil is not right, the seed will not produce. Doesn't mean the seed is bad. The condition of the heart has to be conducive to receive the seed. Yeah. So as verse 12 says, the ones along the path are those who have heard the word. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But those, but these have no root. Mm. You know, those that shout for maybe Sunday evening, Monday or Tuesday, but the word doesn't find root. And then something comes along on Wednesday. When you don't have no root, the seed gets blown away, cannot stand. It says they have no root. They believe for a while. And in time of testing, when it gets a little tough, time of testing, they fall away. But verse 14 says, and as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. I love that one. They are the ones that, that the word is choked. Look what it's choked by. They're choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. These are the ones that yield to their flesh. They, they, they are not making the word of God what they stand on and believe in. They, they are easily swayed by the, the desires of the flesh, they, the riches and the pleasures of life, and their fruits do not mature. They do not mature. They do not mature. They're never even given a chance to, to take root. They're never even given a chance to, to find a place in the soil where they can grow and mature. Never, ever. It says now, verse 15, as for that in the good soil. Y'all were in church, I say, everybody say good soil. Good soil, good soil. They are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Now, let's talk about the condition of the heart if you want to see a harvest from the seed. There are soil with all different types of conditions. But if I want to see a harvest from the word of God, what kind of soil, what kind of heart does, do I have to have? Go back and says, those who hear the word, hold it fast, watch this, in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So I have to have an honest 
good heart, and I have to have patience. If I have these things and the seed of the word of God is sown, then my heart then would allow that seed to produce a mature harvest. Now, I like to put it this way. Every Sunday, the preacher's preaching, and out of his mouth, when he preaches the word of God, the seed is going forth. Seed is going out. Imagine throwing seed out. The word is going out. And everybody in the audience, their heart is there. And depending on the condition of the heart, some of the, the word is hitting good soil. Some of the people sitting right next to you on the pew have a stony heart. So the word bouncing right off. Some of the seed is being thrown, sown amongst thorns where they're there, but they're not there. You know, those in church that don't have a relationship, they just come. These are, th they're more concerned about the pleasures of life and lust of the, all of that. These, these are the hearts. So everybody, now let's get it together. Everybody that's saved doesn't have the same condition of the heart. But if you want that relationship with the Lord and you want to produce mature fruit and you want that fruit to remain. You want the word of God to find a good place that it can find good soil and take root. You, you have to have that honest and pure and patient heart, trusting God in all that you do. And as sure as you apply the word and let it be planted in this ground of your heart, trust me, it shall bring forth much fruit. Man, man, man. Now, in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, and I want to start at verse 20. It says, my son, be attentive to my words. Listen to this. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Verse 22, for they are like to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart. Let me tell you why it's important that you keep your heart. Because that's the ground where the seed is sown in. The ground that the seed is sown in is my heart. Now, every day my mind is being transformed by the, by, by the word of God. My mind is being transformed and renewed by the word of God. But don't leave your heart out there. You have to guard your heart. It says keep your heart. One translation says guard your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. For out of it, one translation says, flows the issues of life. Your heart is important in how the word can take work and have root in your life. That's where the word of God is sown. It's sown in your heart. That's why we can't have a heart full of bitterness and hatred and evil. Expect God to, to move in your life. You can't. You can't have envy, jealousy, and strife. All of those are issues of the heart, all of those. So I don't care, that's why you gotta be quick to forgive. Quick, 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 I'm telling you, quick to forgive, quick to forgive. You, you have to be patient, loving, uh, fruits of the spirit. All of those are issues of the heart because I wanna keep my the soil of my heart in a manner that when the word goes forth, I can receive it and it can find good ground in my heart, take root and produce what the word says I should have. So it does matter. It does matter. It does matter. But I want us to go now to Jeremiah. Now, some of my those that are viewing joined us and they join us in Bible studies every Thursday at seven o'clock. We, we have a conference call. We have Bible study. And on last Thursday, we were talking about having confidence 
in the word of God. And, and we tapped on this a little bit in Bible study. So those of you that are viewing, I know y'all already saying amen because you sort of know where we're going. But we're still talking about now, it matters where you're planted. But let's go to Jeremiah because I tell you, the word was rich and it was good. Jeremiah, and I want to, in chapter 17, Jeremiah 17, and I want to start at verse 5. Now, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Now, it matters where you're planted. It matters. It matters. So let's start at verse 5. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Now remember now, that heart condition has everything to do with the seed of the word of God being sown in my life. It, it, it has everything to do with me growing in God. It has everything to do with seeing the manifestation of what his word says I should have. My heart condition has everything to do with that taking place in my life. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care that you were raised in church. Your heart condition has everything to do with your quality of life as a believer. Mm -hmm. You know, I you ever seen some people been in church a long time? They mean and cantankerous and jealous. No, that that's not, your longevity and your membership means nothing when your heart's not right. You don't boast in how long you've been here, and can't nobody get along with you. You you don't boast. And how long you've been here and people are very, uh, you're short with people and you're not patient with them. Your heart, your heart speaks volumes to as to your relationship with God. It's not in your words, it is in what you do. It has everything to do with it. So he says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. This is somebody who's not relying on the Lord, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Verse six, he is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. That's the man that doesn't trust in God, whose heart is turned from God, who, who God cannot, no seed, seed is sown, the wind blows it away, it's stony, it finds no root, it, it has confidence in his own self. That's that man, that's that man, that's that man. But verse seven says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Blessed, highly favored, positioned to prosper. That man, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Watch this, whose trust is the Lord. Not, I trust in him and he is my trust. Yeah, my confidence rests in him. He is my confidence. He is the reason I can have confidence in it. He is, he is everything I need. Verse eight, he is, who is he? The man that trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water. Now, remember, I'm talking to you about the condition of the soil and being planted by water is crucial. We're going to keep going. He's not just a tree planted, but this is a tree planted by water. Watch this. That sends out its roots by the stream. So I have a tree that's planted by water 
And as the roots grow down, it is they're growing towards where the water is. Whose roots they send out its roots by the stream. Now watch this. And does not fear when heat comes. Heat represents the pressures and the cares of life. The Bible says he does not fear. It says for his leaves during this time of a pandemic, mm -hmm, during this time of unrest in our nation, on every realm, during this time of major calamity and unemployment, he that is like who? Blessed is the man that trusts in God. He is like a tree. That man during this time that's planted by water, that sends out his roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes. Do you not know you can be a believer in the pandemic with all this going on and have no fear at all? My no fear, no fear at all. No, not anxious about nothing, not upset about anything. No fear at all. The Bible says during this time for his leaves remain green. Guess what? You still going to look, you're not even going to look like you've been through a pandemic. You're not even going to look like you're experiencing. He says during the heat and the drought time and the challenging time, guess what? You're not, your leaves shall remain green. What is causing this tree's leaves to remain green? Because it is planted by the waters and its roots. See, it's getting its nutrients, not from outward sources. It's getting, not me relying on the rain to come down or somebody to do something for me. I am planted by the river that where my roots are getting its nutrients from that flow, that river that flows without ceasing. And so I don't care what we're experiencing, its leaves shall remain green. And verse eight continues to say, and it is not anxious in the year of drought. Not anxious, not upset, not what are we gonna do? Oh my goodness, this is awful. Oh, how long is this gonna last? I mean, we thought we were through the pandemic and now the, the numbers are rising. Oh my goodness, unemployment, they have opened some places, now they're closing them. Oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? It says a man that trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord, you won't be anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease. Oh, this is good. It does not cease to bear fruit, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of challenging time. If I trust in the Lord and understand that he is my trust, I trust in him. He said, I shall be like that tree planted by the rivers. My leaves shall not turn colors. And even in the midst of famine, even in the midst of dark times, I shall continue to bear fruit. So I tell you, it matters. It matters, saints, where you're planted. Don't think that, oh, I can do anything. Don't think that I can just go in the way. Don't, don't think that my heart, I can live any kind of way and I not guard my heart. Don't, don't think that my heart is totally disconnected to my relationship with God. Don't think, here's the thing, just because you say that you don't have to guard your heart, that you can, you can go through anything and experience anything and you can uh, go anywhere and, and do anything. No, you can't. No, you can't. I've been saved just a little while. And I remember the mother saying there's certain things we could and couldn't do. 
And I tell you the truth, back then, I didn't understand what they were talking about. I understand now. I have to guard my eye gate. I have to guard my ear gate. I have to make sure that what gets, see, what comes in me ends up right here. It ends up right here. I'm telling you, it ends up right here. So what I do is I guard my eye gate. I guard my ear gate. Because that means the, when I guard it, certain things just won't get in here. Y'all call me old-fashioned if you want, but there are certain movies I can't watch. If they got it bleep, 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 why am I feeding my spirit with words that go contrary to my belief? If there are things coming across the screen that I shouldn't see, why am I watching something? Because it's, it's all ending up here. I can't even talk about hanging around people that complain all the time. Because guess what? I was pick up that spirit of complaining and being ungrateful. So I watched my ear gate. I can't listen to any old thing. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, I can't. Because everything that comes in through the ear, through the eye, it's going to end up here in the heart. So then I get to church on Sunday after listening to anything I want all week, seeing anything I want all week. The preacher comes with the word of God. Now, remember, I told you the seed is not a problem in the seed. When the preacher is preaching the word, it is not the seed that's the problem. So your preacher comes and they're preaching the word and they're preaching the word. You have listened to anything, been everywhere, did what you want to do all week. And so the seed comes out where the seed lands on the heart, can't find root nowhere. Just bounce around, bounce around, bounce. You know why? Because I haven't put a guard over my heart. So it matters if we want to see and be like that tree. It's planted by waters. If I want to be like that tree that's planted by waters and I bear fruit, my leaves don't wither. If I want to be like that tree, if I want to be that blessed man that trusts in God, I have to make sure I do my part and guard my heart so when the word of God is sent forth that I can produce the fruit that God has for me. Man. A lot of us, we want what God has for us. We do. And the Bible says he has great things for us. He says, I'm going to go so far as to tell you how he's thinking. He says, the plans that I have for you, they're good and they're not evil. I'm going to tell you, he says, and what I'm thinking about you, the thoughts that I think towards you, they are good. He says, let me tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking good stuff. The Bible is full of precious promises. So if I am not seeing those promises, the first thing I need to check is the ground of my heart. Because his word is true and it's right. So God, that's why you hear people say, search me, Lord. What we're saying, search me, meaning right here, search me, Lord. And if you find anything, you know how the farmer uses the, the tiller and he turns up the soil, turns up the soil. When he finds things that are in there that's not right, like rocks and things, he pulls those out. Father, search me, Lord. Let the word and the Holy Spirit turn up and teal up my heart. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, search me, Lord. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. So I want, when the word goes forth, I can receive the word with gladness. Amen, amen, amen. I tell you, because the word of God is good and he wants good things for us. Well, I pray you enjoy the word of God on today um, because it blessed me. And I'll tell you, yeah, I received the word first. I received it first. So I thank God that's not just being planted, but I want to be planted by the water. 
I want to be planted by the water. I want to be planted by the water where I can get my nutrients and I can, my leaves won't turn and I can do what God says do. And I, I can prosper even in the midst of a hard time. If I stay planted by the water, rooted and granted in him, I can see what God says in my life. So amen, amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. Father, I thank you because the word of God, it is true and it is right. It needs no help. It is true and right all by itself. So Father, right now, I pray for the believers, everyone that's under the sound of my voice. I pray for the condition of our heart. Father, I pray we, we be courageous enough to examine ourselves. And Father, if there's anything in our hearts, anything that may keep the word of God from finding good ground, Father, expose it, show it to us that we can ask for repentance and turn from it such that the word will find good ground. You have great plans for us. Yes, you do. And we're excited about those. But Father, we want to make sure we're in a position to receive from you. So Father, thank you for that. Thank you that you love us enough, that you are patient, God, that you work with us. And every time we come to you for forgiveness, you will forgive us. So Father, thank you. Thank you, oh God, that we shall see the fruits of the word of God in our lives, in every area of our lives. And so, Father, we thank you so much for it. Now, Father, I believe by faith that during the course of this week, you're going to give us an open door ministry. Give us a chance to share the word with someone else. It's not enough for us to receive it. And, and we need to complete the cycle of discipleship by now sharing the word of God with someone else. So, Father, we thank you for our opportunity to minister on this week. Now, Father, the word says this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And so, Father, we thank you for hearing us, answering us. So by faith, it is already done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying my time with y'all today. Well, before we go, my way of announcement and something else will be posted probably tomorrow. But on this Wednesday, um, I will be starting a wonderful book study talking about relationships with my young adults between the ages of 20 and maybe 28. And I tell you what, relationships, if you feel led to join us, whatever age, please do. Because one of the biggest challenges that we as believers face is not our job to be telling the truth. We don't have major challenges there. It is relationships. It is relationships. It is, again, these matters of the heart these matters of the heart. So I, I want to uh, study with some young people. I want to, we're going to go through a book study together and we're going to do it on Zoom and you will see the information posted to our page and I would love for you to join us. But I tell you, the way the enemy gets us with relationships is we don't find out what the word of God has to say about it. So I believe through his word, we're going to mature in the areas of our relationships. So my young people that are not married yet can have healthy marriages. Yeah. For my people that are married, you can have healthy marriages now. Those that are not married can look for, know who to look for and what characteristics of a young man you should admire. So all of those things we want to talk about in our relationships. And so I pray if you can join us, we'd love to have you because I put it this way. I feed my faith and I starve my flesh to death. So on that note, I pray that you guys have an amazing week. Enjoy Jesus. Yes. Tell somebody about Jesus. And such that the next time we gather together, you will be better. Full of the word, loving Jesus. So stay safe. Stay safe. Until the next time, this is Pastor Robinson saying I love you. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word. Thank you.